The ShopRite Right Price Promise is a commitment to low prices every day throughout the store. Get what you need when you need it and save on the items you use most, like fresh premium Atlantic salmon filet, perfect for stir-fry, only $7.99 per pound. ShopRite, helping you get it together, together. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Radio Guy. My name is Eric Martin Koppelman. We got a lot of things to talk about. Some things just need to be said, and I'm going to say them right here on the Radio Guy Radio Show. So sit back, buckle in, and hold on, because it's time for the Radio Guy. Well, there are just some things on a local level, and there's some things on a national level, and there's some things on a worldwide level that just get my gonads twisted. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. First thing, you know, first thing I want to talk about, let's talk about the drive through at fast food places. Specifically, my issue is with, uh, this morning is with Dunkin' Donuts, all right? Do not put someone, first off, you you can't put someone on a speaker from a drive through window that doesn't speak English in America. I'm sorry. You can't do it because they don't understand us and we don't understand them. And then when you finally do put someone in the drive through window, okay, that has the comprehension and the ability to be able to talk and have a conversation back and forth, if you ask for a cup of coffee light and sweet, that means you want the coffee light and sweet. That doesn't mean that you are to take the order, okay, and then make the coffee the way you like it. No, you have to make it the way the customer likes it. I am tired of getting coffee when I ask light. And you know what gets me too? There are some Dunkin' Donuts, which they are very good, okay? They're, they're, I have my favorite Dunkin' Donut, and then I have my least favorite Dunkin' Donut place. But sometimes I have to go to the least favorite place because time constraints say, you know, if you're going to eat a donut, and have coffee, Eric, you got to go to this Dunkin' Donuts. But anyway, sometimes they'll ask you, would you like milk or cream in your coffee? Other times they don't give a damn and they just do. I'm telling you, I am tired of asking for a light and sweet coffee and getting a coffee the way they like it. If I ask for light and sweet, I want light and sweet. I got, and oh, and the other thing, and I've talked about this many, many times before, they're getting carried away. I mean, it's one thing to put sprinkles on donuts which I never understand why you have to ruin a perfectly good chocolate frosted donut. But you're getting out of hand now. Now they got this, like, they got these, like, Pop Rocks crap that they're putting on the donuts. And it, it just destroys the whole, you know, you're taking all the fun out of my chocolate frosted donut, and I'm tired of it. I'm going to have to get someone from Dunkin' Donuts. We're going to have to call corporate and complain, you know. I mean, there is one Dunkin' Donuts, my favorite one manager her name is tina she's great she'll she'll make a chocolate frosted donut without any sprinkles on it and kind of hide it and she knows when i come in because i've messed with her before and you know told her that's the way i like it so you know great customer service and you know dunkin donuts will probably fire her for doing that but stop putting sprinkles on the donuts give me my coffee the way i want it if i ask for light and sweet i want light and sweet that's it okay that's my rant for dunkin donuts this morning Okay, so I have a question for all of the parents out there. Do you drive your kid to school? You know, whenever I'm home, I do a lot of traveling. So whenever I'm home, I drive Martin. He's my 10-year-old. I drive him to school. And I got to tell you, I don't know what it is, but I always got to get behind the parent. Or there's got to be a couple of cars up ahead where there's this one parent who acts like their kid is going away forever. 
or they're going, it's like you're, it's like they're going to college. You know, it's like, just, you know, here's, here's the difference between men and women. When a guy drives this kid to school, it's like we push him out of the car and say, have a great day. We'll see you later. When a woman drives their kid to school, it's like they get all emotional. You know, it's like, just drop your child, let your kid get out of the car. This one woman this morning, I'm telling you, I must have sat still waiting for her to say goodbye to her kids. It was like they were going away forever. You know, (laughs) just there. Listen, it's elementary school. They'll be home by like two, three o'clock, four o'clock at the latest. And then you'll be yelling at them for all the things they're doing bad in the house. Okay, you'll want them to do their homework and then you'll wish they were back at school. So just I don't get it. You know, they're not going away forever. Just say goodbye. Let them get out of the car. Don't tie up traffic. <laughs> all right? Please, please, just just say goodbye. That's all. Bye. See you later. Well, I'd like to congratulate Brad Pitt on his win for the Best Supporting Actor Oscar, but I'm not going to because as far as I'm concerned, he screwed up. He did. This, you know, we watch the Oscars because we want to be happy and see the people and films that we like, which, by the way, I didn't see the film, so I can't really give any type of review of the film. But the bottom line is he was in a movie called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and he won the Best Supporting Actor role. Now, the one thing I don't tune into the Oscars for or really give a damn about is Brad Pitt's political opinion. But he started out his speech by calling out Senate Republicans for refusing to allow witnesses, particularly the former National Security Advisor John Bolton, to testify in President Donald Trump's impeachment trial. He said, they told me I only have 45 seconds up here, which is 45 seconds more than the Senate gave John Bolton this week, before he then urged director Quentin Tarantino to make a film on the impeachment saga. He said, I'm thinking maybe Quentin does a movie about it, and in the end, adults do the right thing. Well, Brad, you know what? You lost me. You truly did. I would have congratulated you, and I would have said, hey, great job, even though I didn't see the movie. I'd like to see the movie, because I do like Leo, you know, and such like that. But I don't really give a rat's ass what you have to say about politics. So maybe if you win in the future, you'll get up, say thank you, shut up, and get off the stage. Okay? That's my opinion for Brad Pitt. You lost me. Boo, Brad Pitt. You know, give give your Oscar back. You know what? If you want to be a politician, be a politician. If you want to be an actor, stick to acting. You seem, it seems like you do it well. I wonder what it feels like to fly in a plane that's doing 825 miles an hour. And that's exactly what people experienced in the Boeing 747 that landed at Heathrow Airport at 4.43 in the a.m., almost two hours earlier than its schedule. Let me explain. If you hadn't heard already, the wind, okay, the wind, the the wind pushed this Boeing 747 faster than it normally would. It broke the transatlantic <laughs> record for getting there. Basically, they say that a plane flying between London and New York, it takes six hours and 13 minutes. Okay, this plane did it in four hours and 56 minutes. Flight Radar 24 on Twitter, they said this is the fastest across the Atlantic from New York to London so far. Four hours and 56 minutes. They broke a record. I wonder if they could do it again. You see, that's the thing. If they could figure out a way to make it so that the flight only takes, you know, the four hours and 56 minutes rather than six hours, that would be great, I guess. You know, they'd probably have to charge more money for it. But, you know, congratulations to um, the 
pilots over there at British Airways, all right? They broke the record for the fastest ever subsonic flight between New York and London, reaching a top speed of more than 800. They say 800 miles an hour, but other reports are coming in at 825 miles an hour. I wonder how that feels in the plane doing 825 miles an hour. I mean, you're in the sky and maybe you're sleeping and such like that. I wonder if you could feel that. Hmm. Guess I'll have to fly to London and find out. My luck, it would take, you know, they'd have a wind facing us and it would take us 14 hours to get there. So for all of you out there that are trying to figure out a Valentine's Day gift for your ex, a Texas zoo, okay, has a great idea for Valentine's Day. Um, The San Antonio Zoo's Cry Me a Cockroach event allows visitors uh, at the zoo website to pay $5. You name a cockroach after your ex-wife or $25 for a rat. (laughs) The roaches will be fed to various animals while the rats will be fed to snakes. The feeding, of course, (laughs) I wouldn't want it any other way, will be live streamed online so that the purchasers can witness the demise of their named animals. So, once again, it's the San Antonio Zoo's Cry Me a Cockroach event. You can pay $5 for a cockroach or $25 for a rat, and they'll feed your roaches to animals and your rats to snakes, and you can make that a very happy Valentine's Day present for your ex. There you go. Only in America, folks. Only in America. Okay, beneath the Christmas lights that still hang in the church fellowship room, Jack Mills pointed a Glock handgun at his enemy's chest and he pulled the trigger. They say a loud crack rang out as a shell casing flew from the weapon, but the man facing the gunfire didn't fall. Instead, a red light on his high-tech vest began blinking, signaling a hit from the laser in Mills' gun. Now, Mills, he's a U.S. Air Force veteran. He's designing equipment uh, that helps arm churchgoers. Mm -hmm, That's right, churchgoers. And he teaches them how to learn how to confront a gunman. Shooting a paper target is one thing, Mills said. Firing at a real person is another. If you haven't shot somebody in the face, how do you know you can? Mills is part of a growing industry in Texas that uses police-like tactics to train churchgoers. That's right, churchgoers, who fear the next attack could target their house of worship. They say requests for help came in quite heavily after the uh, man opened fire during the Sunday service at the White Settlement Church, and he killed two worshipers before he was fatally shot by an armed congregant. There's no official count as to how many members pack heat in Texas churches, but security businesses said the number is growing thanks to recent changes by the legislature that make it easier for worshipers to carry guns in church and form teams of armed protectors. Hmm. What would Jesus do? No, seriously, I I understand. I understand there's a need for security now, especially even in church. It's a shame, but there is a need for security. But I think rather than arming congregants, okay, uh, (laughs) the people that are there to uh, worship and uh, take part in the service, they might want to seriously consider either putting together a security team or hiring a security officer or a security company that can provide security at the church service. I I don't think that we necessarily need to have uh, Mrs. Wildermuth over there, you know, 82 years old, sitting there holding a Bible in one hand and a Glock in the other. Hmm. I guess we'll have to see how that works out. But anyway.
And finally, someone with a mental health issue did the right thing. They told police what they were planning to do so that the police could stop them before they did anything stupid. Absolutely. Roger Hedgepath, he's 25 years old. He was arrested Saturday afternoon on a charge of making threats to do bodily harm to the president. Yes, he approached a Secret Service officer who was patrolling outside the White House and said he was there to assassinate President Donald Trump. He said, I have a knife to do it with. Hmm. Yeah, they found a three and a half inch knife and a sheath on his left leg. And he also had an empty pistol, yeah, empty pistol holder (laughs) on his right hip. He was taken into custody and brought to the hospital for a, ready, mental health evaluation. You think? Hmm. Yeah. So we don't know at this point, I don't know at this point, what happened uh, after he was taken there. Apparently, yeah, he is he is either a full-fledged nut or he may have been on something at the time. Who knows? But, you know, the sad thing is about mental health issues in our world today is that they probably let him go. He's probably back out there, and I can't confirm this, but he's probably back out there on the streets of Washington, D.C. You know, who knows? I was down in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, actually a couple of months ago, uh, when the guy lit himself on fire in front of the White House. I mean, what I, I don't get it. You're lighting yourself on fire. Why? That's like putting on a suicide vest. And, you know, it just I don't know. It, the, the mental health issues are definitely something that they're trying to address. But the bottom line is uh, they can't control it. You know, every single solitary day, there's shootings out there like here in New York. Of course, now we had uh, two police officers um, shot, ambushed one as they sat in uh, their patrol van. And the other um, bullet hit a lieutenant and just narrowly missed other police personnel inside a precinct in the Bronx. Now, once he fired inside the precinct, of course, the guy that did the firing, the shooting, uh, when he emptied, he uh, put his gun down and laid down and surrendered. And, of course, he's under arrest right now and charged with attempted murder of a police officer. I mean, you know, his grandmother said that he was upset because his son had been shot in the Bronx. Hmm. I guess his son uh, is looking down on you, Dad, real proud, huh? I mean, there's other ways that he could have handled that. But again, here we go again with the mental health issues that are so rampant all throughout not only our country, but throughout the world. So a story out of Southern California, a man made it his mission to track down the hit and run driver who killed his wife and mother of their eight children last week. And it led him, his search led him to an 85 year old suspect who has now been arrested. Bottom line is the guy goes out there. The guy goes out there searching for the driver of a white Lexus that hit and killed his wife on a motorcycle last week. And he does his searching. He does it well. He pulls into an apartment complex looking for this car, and he finds a white Lexus which damaged to the front. He contacts the police, and it turns out, sure enough, 85-year-old guy, suspect, now charged with felony hit and run. You know, I'm telling you, (laughs) I've seen a lot of hit and run situations over the years. And uh, bottom line is, if you're going to get involved in an accident, you're already involved. Don't run. It makes it worse. So if you're looking for a parking space in San Francisco, there's one you can buy. It's $100,000. Yes, you heard me right. A parking space in San Francisco is on the market for $100,000. The tenants of the apartment who were renting the space... We're paying $300 a month. The space is selling separately from the apartment at the same address 
which just sold for an undisclosed amount. You see, they say San Francisco is famously expensive, and the parking space selling for 100 grand is nearly half the cost of the average U.S. home. Uh, the parking spot in San Francisco's South Beach neighborhood has been listed since mid-December, and the price is not necessarily outlandish. The realtor, uh, Bill Williams, he said that the another space in the same garage sold for 90 grand in November. Hmm. Guess I'll be parking on the street if I ever do live in San Hendrick. I mean, listen, I know New York City. First off, trying to find a parking space in New York City is ridiculous. Uh, because if you park in the wrong spot, the next thing you know, they're towing your car or uh, they're giving you a ticket. But also, I mean, parking spots, you know, the parking garages can be really expensive too. But come on, $100,000, you're going to buy a parking spot? Unbelievable. So let me ask you a question. Are you miserable at work? Okay, because if you're experiencing what I'm going to bring to your attention now, then you might want to consider looking for another job. They say, with the constant need to solve problems and think about new ideas, work can take a toll on your physical, mental, and psychological health, especially if you no longer find joy in what you're doing. So if these things ring true to you, then you probably should practice self-love and decide whether it's still worth holding on to that stressful job of yours. The first one, you ready? You can't take your mind off of work. If you find yourself constantly stressing about those pending tasks or upcoming plans, even on weekends, then you might risk your mental well-being in the long run. Days off are ideally spent to recharge and refresh Yeah, refresh your mind for another work week. It's also a chance to socialize and spend quality time with your family and friends. That sounds like something LJ James would say on his Wake Up With LJ morning show. <laughs> but uh, LJ always comes out with good advice, and uh, this is one of them. You can't take your mind off of work. You got you to gotta learn to take your mind off of work. Ready number two, you keep on complaining about your job. Constantly ranting about what you don't like about your work is a telltale sign that your job makes you miserable. If you don't like what you're doing, take time to step back and reevaluate your career path. Do you spend too much time with your coworkers? Does it make it part like does it make you feel like it's part of your work day? Well, you know what? You might get worked up instead of winding down. Everyone needs time alone, so socializing with your coworkers is a no-no. Take time to yourself, all right? Negative feelings overpower the good stuff. You may have enjoyed your work in the past, but that positive aspect now has become overshadowed by the negative sides of your job. Because of that, you tend to look past the good stuff and just get overwhelmed with negative effects of stress. Mm. Have you been having health issues? Being miserable in your job brings a lot of stress, and it could ultimately have adverse effects on your overall health. Uh, you tend to be more vulnerable to physical illnesses, and you risk your mental and psychological health. That's true. You know, when you're all stressed out, it really takes a toll on your health, folks, and, and I think we can all agree on that one. Is it harder for you to roll out of bed in the morning? Do you find yourself hitting that snooze button a couple of times in the morning and struggling to get up and out of your bed? Well, that could be a sign that your work is making you miserable. So if it doesn't excite you like it did before and you're not motivated enough to go to work or even start your day, there's something wrong. There's something very wrong there, okay? Does everything annoy you? Uh, when you're under a lot of stress, you tend to become more irritable, even outside of your workplace, and it can affect your relationships with your family, your friends, and even your significant other in a negative way. Have you been calling into sick more often, even if you're not really sick, and you still try to find that excuse to call in sick just to spend your day at home? Mm. Have you lost your motivation to do your best? And since you're not enjoying your work, climbing up the corporate ladder is not that exciting to you anymore. Because of this, you are not motivated. You're not motivated to improve and do better in your job. And you might end up just routinely doing your job just for what they say, compliance. Finally, do Mondays have become 
a nightmare for you? Have Mondays become a nightmare for you? Well, you always wish to have longer weekends so you won't have to face the dreaded first work day of the week. So your mood tends to drop when Sunday nights come along. Hmm. There you go. So if, if these things, and I'll go through them one by one here for you again. You can't take your mind off of work. You keep complaining about your job. You find yourself socializing with your coworkers when you really don't want to because they piss you off, all right? You have negative feelings that overpower the good stuff, and you've been having health issues. It's getting harder for you to roll out of bed in the morning. Everything annoys you. You've been calling in more sick than often. And you've lost your motivation to do your best, and Mondays have become a nightmare. Well, here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal. If, if all of these things, or even a couple of the things, are affecting you, and it's affecting your health, your emotional, your psychological being... You might want to consider uh, either looking for another job or might want to consider another career. Now, I'm not telling you that because, you know, you're dealing with all these things and you go in there and go, I've had enough. I quit, you know, because some people you just need the job in order to be able to survive. It's, you know, that type of thing. But you know what? You need to take a step back and, and really think about your situation and say, OK, as let me put it this way. All right. John Lennon said it best in his song. He said, there are no problems, only solutions. But the problem is, I think that we really need to find a solution to the problem before we make the problem a bigger problem. You know what I'm saying? Don't quit unless you have, you know, make sure you have a back door to go out before you, you know, you know what I'm saying. So uh, just don't don't just quit your job. Just uh, look for another thing or look for a career first before you actually uh, pull the plug on something that you have already. All right. There you go. All right. We'll be right back. My name is Eric Martin Koppelman and I am the radio guy. Hey there, Galaxy fans. Switch to Sprint and get both an unlimited plan and the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. S10 Plus, 128 gigabytes after 2667 per month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 13121. Pay $32 per month per line without pay Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming speed. Maximums use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. The ShopRite Right Price Promise is a commitment to low prices every day throughout the store. Get what you need when you need it and save on the items you use most, like fresh premium Atlantic salmon filet, perfect for stir-fry, only $7.99 per pound. ShopRite, helping you get it together, together. Dad, you look a little stressed. What's wrong? That's okay, Martin. You probably wouldn't understand. Come on, Dad. Try me. Uh, Daddy got himself in a little bit of a mess, and I have to hire a lawyer. Is that all? (laughs) You make it sound so simple. But it is simple, Dad. How is it so simple, Martin? Whenyouneedalawyer.com. It's the fast and easy way to get the legal help you need fast. How'd you get to be so smart? I'm not answering any questions without my lawyer. And just where are you going to get a lawyer? It's not rocket science, Dad. Whenyouneedalawyer.com. It's that simple, huh? Yup, that's simple. Whenyouneedalawyer.com. Whenyouneedalawyer.com. Okay, we're back. My name is Eric Martin Koppelman, and this is, or I am, should I say, the radio guy. Uh, Some sad news coming over the wire here. Out of Forest City, Arkansas, multiple people have been shot and police flooded a local Walmart after a shooting in an Arkansas Walmart. Uh, Forest City Police in Arkansas have confirmed they're on the scene of an active shooter. It's not confirmed if the shooter has been caught as of this moment. Uh, Details surrounding exactly what had happened are limited. The Walmart is located on the 200 block of Dederick Road. Uh, Police have said that three people have been shot. That's according to the Associated Press. Uh, Reports are not confirmed, but we're showing two of the people being shot 
are police officers. So reporting the news once again out of Forest City, Arkansas, multiple people have been shot and police have flooded a local Walmart after a shooting at an Arkansas Walmart. When will it end? When will it end? You know what the sad thing is, is that I can't get away from all of these shootings and killing news stories. Everywhere I look for things to report on, it's just one right after the other. I mean, this guy, the story, I just felt like killing. A man went door to door before stabbing an 11-year-old boy. That's according to the victim's mother. A Michigan man is accused of stabbing an 11-year-old boy 10 times after randomly going door-to-door last week in search of someone to kill. Yeah, he's charged with assault and intent to murder and first-degree home invasion, according to court records. Um, he's described by police as homeless. Bail set at 500 grand, you know, but the bottom line is what's every single—you can't get away from these news stories. I would love to be able to, you know, give you funny stuff and informational stories, but— you know, I mean, it's it's rough as, as a journalist and a reporter. I'm, you know, you got to be. I'm warning you, people out there. You got to be careful. You, it's you got to be really, really careful out there, and you got to tell your kids be careful who they open the door for. Damn. Okay, it's time for the Freak of the Day Award, <laughs> and we have two of them today. All right, a California guy busted for posing as a rideshare driver to lure drunk women into his car and then sexually assaulting them. Or peering into their homes. That's according to local police. Nassif Ragheb, he's 48 years old. He was arrested early Friday on charges of stalking, prowling, peeping into a residence, burglary, false imprisonment, and attempted sexual battery. Hmm. Uh, This is the result of three related investigations dating back to 2018. Uh, They say back in 18 and 19, he targeted intoxicated women leaving bars and restaurants, posing as an Uber or Lyft driver to convince them to get into his gray 2018 Toyota Corolla. Hmm. He allegedly tried to forcibly kiss a woman after driving her home. Freak. <laughs> oh my! You know, ladies, listen. All right, first off, don't hang out alone. I was in the city. Uh, I was over by uh, 9th Avenue and 27th Street. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was heading home. And uh, I was driving uh, down 27th, and... There was this one woman, all right, she's standing, and I could tell she was at her phone, so she was looking for her Uber or she was looking for her Lyft car. But the, don't do not do it alone, folks. You know, I mean, you see you got idiots like this guy out there. I mean, be careful out there. Boy, I'm full of be careful information today, you know? And then we got, of course, the college student who is, as they say, in a we literally, bit of trouble. A Michigan State University student was busted last Saturday for intentionally peeing on two women from the balcony of a Florida nightclub. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy was charged with two... If you notice, I try sometimes, I, I don't give out names. I, I probably should, but some guys I will, some guys I won't. You know, this is a high, you know, this is a college student and, you know, he's probably just doing his thing, but still what he did was wrong. But let me tell you about it. Anyway, he was charged with two counts of battery for allegedly showering two women with his urine while they sat on a bench outside of the nightclub 260. Hmm. Uh, the victim was struck in the face, mouth, head, and hands and arms with the urine as she looked, <laughs> oh my goodness, as she looked up to see what was hitting her. Uh, the alleged pea-brained college student was uncooperative with the cops. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's real smart, idiot. All right, uh, he was released the same day on a $1,000 cash bond, $500 for each charge. We'll see how this is going to uh, pee out. <laughs> Sorry. So what do you do if you're a postal worker, okay, and you can't complete your deliveries on your route? Well, 
You rent a $49 a month storage unit and dump about 5,000 pieces of undelivered mail into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this postal worker, he began working as a postal carrier in June 2018, and he's pled guilty to a charge of delaying the delivery of mail. Wow. I wonder what that comes for. Yeah. Anyway, delaying the delivery of mail. Uh, he resigned from his job last year, and he's scheduled for a February 12th sentencing on the felony count. Uh, his scheme, they say, was disrupted when he was spotted unloading mail into the public storage facility in Virginia Beach. A witness snapped several photographs of the postal employee and a picture of the license plate of the employee's vehicle and provided the images to postal officials. When confronted by federal investigators, he said he can't make time and he felt pressured to complete his route, but he was unable to do so. He then admitted to renting the public storage unit for $49 a month for the sole purpose of storing mail he could not deliver. He denied stealing any mail, but he claimed his first he first intended to deliver the mail when he found time, but fell behind and was never able to do so. Uh, basically, the guy is free on a personal recognizance bond, and he faces a max of five years in prison for the mail stashing scheme. Something similar to this back in, let's see, what was it, 2017, a postal worker hid 50,000 pieces of undelivered mail in her California apartment. Uh, she was sentenced to three years probation after pleading guilty to the same count. A New York City mailman who failed to deliver about 40,000 pieces of mail, uh, they found it, agents found it stashed in his car, in his Brooklyn home, and in his work locker. Hmm. Uh, he had the felony case against him dismissed by prosecutors in 2016. Hmm. Well, there you go. <laughs> through rain or snow or freezing, whatever it is. I guess these guys didn't believe in that saying, huh? All right, let's shift gears here for a little bit. You know, they're, they're saying now that you can actually earn money uh, by wearing an Apple Watch, all right? And it's actually discounts and rewards that you get with Apple Watch. It's not, they say, a quit-your-job-level income. The program is called Apple Watch Connect, uh, and you can sign up. And what it is is... If you are a member or you participate at a gym, you can cash in on your exercise program for a variety of rewards. Uh, there are rules, and not every gym is enrolled. Uh, they say it's a great way to feel healthy, live up to that monthly gym membership, and earn a little scratch at the same time. Uh, so if you haven't done so, you want to sign up for Apple Pay because that's the payment service that will handle all the transactions. So you can check it out. You're going to want to do a Google search again. It is called Apple Watch Connected. That's the program. So check it out. So somebody had asked a question. They said, I think my wife has a boyfriend, but I need proof. How can I track where she goes, her phone calls and her texts without her knowing I need to catch her in the act? Well, there's actually a free app called Phone Tracker, and it can help you keep tabs on close individuals. It's basically designed for minors or the elderly, and knowing the whereabouts of a vulnerable person can be helpful or even, so they say, life-saving, which is true. But in a situation of infidelity, it can be challenging because you really have to gain access to your wife's phone. Uh, and if she is unfaithful, I can't even talk this morning, if she is unfaithful, Daddy, uh, she probably guards that device closely. Wrong. So That's basically okay, this Martin app probably wouldn't understand. more for Come keeping on, your Dad, children or your grandchildren. Uh, Daddy got himself right. in a little so, bit of a mess. And I you know, if, uh, a if she's cheating is on you, get rid of her. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> you make it the time. So Trust simple. me. The app is called Phone Tracker. It's so simple. When you need a lawyer.com, it's the fast and easy way to get the legal help you need fast. How'd you get to be so smart? I'm not answering any questions without my lawyer. 
lawyer. And, and just where are I'll you going to get a lawyer? Right it's after not this. rocket science, Dad. When you need a lawyer.com. It's that simple, huh? Yup, that's simple. When you need a lawyer.com. When you need a lawyer.com. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. Well, it just goes to show that even Facebook can be hacked. And their Twitter account was hacked on Friday, apparently by a Saudi-based group that's been active in exposing vulnerabilities among high-profile social media users. The group called Our Mind tweeted out a message on Facebook account, on their Twitter account, that pointed the social network's 13.4 million followers to its website. The organization claimed credit for the takeover in an email to NBC News. Well, even Facebook is hackable, but at least their security is better than Twitter, the hackers tweeted just before 7 p.m. They said businesses interested in improving online security should visit Our Minds website. The tweet was quickly taken down. Facebook later tweeted that it had regained control of their account. Just an update as to what I know at this point with regards to the Arkansas Walmart shooting that I reported on before. We have one person dead Two police officers have been hurt in the shooting. Um, That's about all the wires coming across with right now. As more information comes across, we will report it to you. Well, I don't know how Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock would feel about this, but (laughs) uh, a U.S. satellite that is used to spy on other countries is being followed by a pair of Russian satellites. That's according to the commander of the United States Space Force. General John Raymond, commander of the U.S. Space Force, said that the Russian spacecraft has come within 100 miles of the American satellite. Uh, The move is unusual and disturbing, and the U.S. has inquired about it with Moscow. Uh, It has the potential to create a dangerous situation in space. And that's according to uh, General John Raymond. Raymond said that this is unusual and disturbing behavior. It does have the potential to create a dangerous situation. And the United States finds these recent activities to be concerning and do not reflect the behavior of a responsible spacefaring nation. In November, Russia launched a satellite that subsequently released a second satellite. And the pair have been behaving similarly to a set that Russia had previously called inspector satellites. Raymond said in any other domain, uh, such behavior or such a move would be interpreted as a potentially threatening behavior. The Russian embassy in Washington did not respond to a request for comment. Uh, The move comes amid political tensions between the two countries, from election meddling to ongoing tensions in the Ukraine and Syria. Anyone that can give me a well-practiced conflict resolution method that works, I'm all ears, believe me. And there's a technique out there called mirroring. Okay, it's also known as limbic synchrony. And it's the act of mimicking those around us. Now, before I go into this a little deeper, um, you know, as a kid, you always have that one kid that you say something, he says something, the same thing, you know, and you go, stop it. And he goes, stop it. And you go, I said, stop it. I said, stop. You know, that that's like, that's irritating. So let's dive a little deeper into this because they're saying basically that this mirroring or limbic synchrony is a really a good way of basically 
conflict resolution. All right, so let's take a look at this. Harville Hendricks began marketing mirroring as a beneficial technique for dialoguing couples, and it became more utilized by therapists. He wrote a book. It's called The Couple's Companion, uh, Meditations and Exercises for Getting the Love You Want. And he says, or he wrote, mirroring is simply a matter of carefully repeating back what was said for verification and repeating the process until we get it right. Hmm. Gonna have to talk. I'm gonna have to talk to Linda about this one because you know what? If I say to Linda, if I try to get her to repeat anything, I mean, is this a matter? I guess I'm supposed to be the one that repeats what she says. But if I say I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, or some, I get yelled at. <laughs> All right. Uh, he says, with two teenage daughters and many surly mornings, my mother wisely employed mirroring as a way to make her children feel heard. Uh, During a time in my life when I often felt misunderstood, listening to my mother reflected my feelings and it helped to diffuse my anger. And when my sister and I fought, mirroring each other paved the way to a mutual understanding. I'm not sure I truly understand this whole thing because, like I said, I go back to the, you know, kid repeating what, you know, what we're saying and make it very irritating. All right. So we're talking about a writer by the name of Jersey Griggs right now. Uh, She specializes in lifestyle topics. Uh, She lives off the coast of Maine with her husband and their rescue dog. Uh, Basically, she's available on LinkedIn and Twitter. When she was growing up, her mother, a clinical psychologist, would use conflict resolution techniques called mirroring to make her children feel heard. She says that mirroring is the best way for two people to resolve conflict. That's according to her mother. And she said, as her mother would say this during her teenage years, she would roll her eyes in typical teenage fashion. And it wasn't until I was in a long-term partnership that I discovered she had been right all along. Well, being married for five years and together for much longer, her husband and her, they say they're well-matched and they make each other laugh and they enjoy the same activities and they love each other very much. And despite all this, we are far from perfect. Hmm. Every relationship has its ups and downs. And during a recent down point, it seemed we were fighting way too often. Join the club. One evening, she says a minor dispute morphed into a full-fledged argument and the initial disagreement, which was unbelievably stupid, which most of them are, folks, come on, was blown out of proportion. Uh, An hour into our altercation with no truce in sight, my mom's voice, she said, echoed in my head. Try mirroring, the voice said. It's the only way to resolve an argument. So sitting on the couch opposite her husband, she explained how mirroring works. Taking turns, each of us would speak in clear sentences, sharing our feelings. The other would listen with care and then repeat the words back verbatim, changing the personal pronouns as needed. I feel hurt that you don't like our Christmas tree ornaments because I feel they are an important symbol of our relationship. And she says, "Uh, I told you it was unbelievably stupid. And he says, you feel hurt that I don't like our Christmas tree ornaments because you feel they are an important symbol of our relationship. We continued this back and forth rhythm until I felt sufficiently heard, at which point it became my husband's turn to share. To my surprise, he articulated his emotions with a depth of feeling that was uncharacteristic of him. She said, later when I spoke to my mother about this incident, she wasn't surprised. It just takes one person to start mirroring. And if you're willing to really listen, all of a sudden it starts the process. Her words, they say, rang with accuracy. During our argument, I was too invested in my wounded ego to listen to my husband. I had completely shut out his feelings in favor of my own, but mirroring had allowed him to speak and forced me to listen and vice versa. The result was something truly wonderful. We finally understood each other. Our anger dissipated. The next weekend, we spent the entire day handcrafting Christmas ornaments so the tree could reflect more of my husband's taste and ended up being one of the best days of the year. To this day, my mom holds the firm belief that mirroring is the best way to resolve an argument. Let me just say this. 
If I try mirroring with my wife, Linda, and it works, this could be the answer to worldwide peace. Truly, if mirroring works, this could be the answer to peace for all mankind. If it works with Linda and it works with me, whoa, <laughs> it's the answer to peace worldwide. You know, I've tried to avoid it, but, but I got to talk for a second about uh, Senator Mitt Romney. Now, understandably, he's a Republican. And, you know, I, it, it's, it's a hard thing. I mean, you, I know that his other Republicans would expect that he would go with what the party, as far as the Republican Party says. And apparently, Romney says that based on his faith, he could not... Um, he could not vote the way they wanted him to vote. So the question is, was he wrong or was he right? Was he wrong not to go with the flow, with the crowd, or, or was he right, you know, to go with his conscience and his beliefs? And uh, what, I, what I find at this point, I've always said that politicians basically are elected by the constituents in the state they live in. Basically, a lot of these politicians are, are voting and doing things with their own mindset, not taking into consideration what the constituents, what their, what the residents, what the people, the citizens of their country, of excuse me, of their state, are thinking and want, and and that's a big problem. But now they are saying that uh, Romney is not going to have to look over his shoulder for any White House efforts to punish him for voting to convict President Trump of an impeachment charge, but because they're saying payback is more likely to come from fellow GOP senators who are considering holding up any Romney initiatives. Now, you know what? That's wrong as far as I'm concerned, okay? If you want to have an issue with Romney as an individual, okay, and you're a fellow senator, that's, you know, I get it. I understand. You're upset with him. He didn't, he didn't vote the way that you would have expected him to vote. But the bottom line, to try to hold back his, you're not just hurting Romney. You could be hurting, you know, people, you could be hurting people of the country, of the state. It's wrong. You know, I'm sorry. That's my opinion. It's wrong. A Senate insider says it is what it is. Romney brought it on himself. It was sour grapes for Trump winning the presidency and him not. Is that true? You think that's true? Is it that he didn't win and Trump did? Well, the Senate insider has said that any Romney proposal will be killed. Uh, Still, with the GOP majority slim, others are urging that the party get over its rage because his vote will be needed to push through the conservative programs and judges. Right now, folks are rightly so planning how to get Romney back, and they're angry. But from a voter's perspective, we still need him in the tent. And that's according to a Senate aide. The aide added, we still need to confirm the president's nominees. I say, let's get it together. All right. It's the United, not the split states. It's the United States. All right. He voted according to his faith and his conscience. That's how he did it. And you know what? I applaud him for taking a stand on what he believed in. All right? Whether you feel it's right or whether you feel it's wrong, he took a stand and he did what he felt was right. Now, on the other side of the coin, if it was, in fact, you know, sour grapes, then shame on you, Romney. But I guess we'll never know. You know, it's based on what he's saying right now against what other people are saying right now, too. So I guess we'll have to believe whatever we want to believe in our own minds to be the truth. Every time we go to the mall, I can't help but going to Auntie Annie's. I love as oh, Auntie Anne's. Excuse me. I love their pretzels. Uh, they just have a different. You know, it's just really the you know sometimes. Well, I gotta say, sometimes depending upon the time you go to the mall, if 
You want to get there when they're making them fresh and not when they're ready to use as doorstops. But the bottom line is I love the taste of Auntie Anne's pretzels. They are the world's largest hand-rolled soft pretzel franchise, and they are celebrating Valentine's Day, okay? They say with deals, it's impossible not to love. It's a different pretzel delivery deal. It'll be unveiled on DoorDash, okay, which, of course, is the leading on-demand food platform each day of the week leading up to Valentine's Day. All right, so you're going to get freshly baked heart-shaped pretzels, okay, and um, they're going to be available in-store all day long. So here, check this out. Monday, today the 10th, okay, family love. Remind mom and dad how much they mean to you or surprise your little one with a sweet treat with $2 off orders or, oh, excuse me, $2 off orders of $14 or more. Uh, you can use the promo code FAMLOVE, that's F-A-M-L-O-V-E, at the checkout on the DoorDash website. On Tuesday the 11th, sibling love. Send your sibs some pretzel love or share one together with zero delivery fee on orders of 14 or more. On when- This is not a commercial, by the way. This is actually a... Uh, came out of the newswire. So I'm just sharing this. On Wednesday, if you like pretzels, if you like Auntie Anne's, okay? Wednesday, the 12th, coworker appreciation. Help your coworkers make it through the hump day slump with a 14% off your pretzel purchase. No minimum requirement. Use promo code coworker at the checkout for DoorDash website. And on Thursday, the 13th, Galentine's Day. They say that's G-A-L-E-N T-I-N-E-S. Enjoy a night with the girls. Pro tip, original pretzel nuggets pair perfectly with a dry rosé. Get a $0 delivery fee with the purchase of any pretzel bucket. Use promo code GALANTINE, that's G-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E, at the checkout on the DoorDash website or app to redeem the offer. Hmm. Uh, the week will wrap up with a special twist, literally. On Friday the 14th, Auntie Anne's will offer an in-store buy one, get one free on heart-shaped pretzels. Um, there you go. For the Pretzel Perk app users, uh, it's also available in fan favorites, original or cinnamon sugar. There you go. So if you like Auntie Anne's uh, or you like, you know, you got, you're looking for a different idea that you can send someone for Valentine's Day and you want to send them pretzels, you can send it to your family, to your siblings, to your coworkers, you know, or you know what, if um, you got to love yourself first or maybe you got a, uh, a radio DJ that you can, uh, yeah, you know, a radio DJ might want to, you, you get what I'm saying, you know, I like pretzels. But let's say you don't like pretzels, all right? So check out the hottest thing, they say, to hit your lips this Valentine's Day will be something called the Love on Fire Gift Box, which features, ready, six semi-sweet chocolate-dipped strawberries sprinkled with ghost pepper flakes. Uh, It's a limited edition gift, and it's going to be available, ready, edible arrangements, okay, starting on today, February 10th, 2020. And I think the price is great, $19.99 at select stores while supplies last. Yep, edible arrangements. Check it out. It's called Love on Fire Box. And I want to give a special shout-out to uh, Marty Tankliff. Now, for those of you that have never heard the name or those of you, I mean, if you live here in Long Island, you, you've got to know the name Marty Tankliff. He was a Long Island man who spent 17 years in prison for the murders of his parents before his conviction was thrown out. And he was sworn in as a lawyer on Wednesday. He was admitted to the New York State Bar, making him one of the small number of exonerees practicing law in the state. Uh, Barry Sheck, co-founder of the Innocence Project, said Tankliff passed the bar exam in 2017, but faced a long approval process for admittance to the bar. Uh, Tankliff graduated from Toro Law Center in Central Islip in 2014. He has taught at both Toro and Georgetown University and worked as a paralegal at a law firm in Manhattan. 
Uh, Tankliff said he plans to practice criminal and civil rights law and help defendants with wrongful convictions. He said, part of me wants to help educate the legal system to the pitfalls to prevent wrongful convictions, what things to be wary of and what to look for. Tankliff's parents were bludgeoned and stabbed in their waterfront home in 1988 in Beltaire which is over there uh, north of Port Jefferson and here in Long Island. Police said he confessed to the crime after a detective falsely told him that his father had awakened from a coma and implicated him. Tankliff, who was 17 at the time of his parents' death, quickly recanted and refused to sign a written statement that police had prepared. An appellate court overturned his conviction in 2007. He was awarded $10 million in a settlement in 2018 following a federal court lawsuit against Suffolk County. So there you go. Marty Tankliff, congratulations. I'm, I'm glad life is working out good for you, Marty. I truly am. Okay, so that about wraps it up for me today for the Radio Guy Live show. If you want to send me an email, you can send it to the Radio Guy Live. That's L I V E, the Radio Guy Live at gmail.com. That's W, excuse me, that, oh, sorry. The Radio Guy, <laughs> it's been a long day. The Radio Guy Live at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what you have to say. If you have a news story, if you have something you want us to check out and uh, you want me to talk about or you want me to look into, again, email the radio guy live at gmail.com. All right. Until the next show, I want to thank you so much for listening. Thank you all. Thank you so much for your emails of congratulations and your suggestions and all that. It means a lot to me. So until tomorrow, hey, let's make it a great day. Choose Empire and get free or low-cost benefits for the whole family. Pay little to nothing from baby's first checkup to filling your prescriptions all the way to yearly dental exams. Trust Empire Health Plans for your family. Click or tap the banner to learn more. To learn more about applying for health insurance, including Medicaid, Child Health Plus, Essential Plan, and Qualified Health Plans through New York State of Health, the official health plan marketplace, visit www.nystateofhealth.ny.gov or call 1-855-355-5777. Hey there, Galaxy fans. Switch to Sprint and get both an unlimited plan and the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. All you need is approved credit and an 18-month lease. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1. S10 Plus, 128 gigabytes after $26.67 per month credit. Apply within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after one thirty one twenty one. Pay $32 per month per line without update. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Speed maximums. Use rules. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. 